0: Jason, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit.
1: Budget Blinds!
0: I don't know if you knew this or not, but Budget Blinds have some of the best people in our community.
1: They are, and we have said this before, they are very much good eggs.
0: That they are. They are always doing things to help out the community and, but wait, there's more.
1: Ooh, what else are they doing?
0: They are the home of the Signature Series Shades. So when you're ready to make your home a smart home, this is the place you need to go to.
1: You're going to call Budget Blinds, and you're going to say, all hail my robot shade overlords. And they're going to know what you need, and they're going to hook you up with Signature Series Shades.
0: So when you're ready to make that decision, head on over to our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit, right in the heart of downtown. Tell them Jason next
1: Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norberry, and as always, I am joined by a man who cannot stand the wait. It's Nick true. Parker, the publisher of Link
0: to Lee Summit. Patience ain't my bag, man.
1: No, and this is a time that tries patience for sure. We are right in the middle of that for absolutely <laughs> this- certain
0: the wax poetic show now no i'm just saying look (laughs) look it's another
1: fancy way of saying covid sucks and that's just really what we're gonna boil down to it link to leave Summit is, as always the source for all the news you need about our very fine city and our unofficial sponsor today is bingo (laughs) yeah it's and i'm not gonna talk any more about it because some of these unofficial sponsors really do not serve well to be further discussed no that's it
0: there we go bingo bingo hey guess what jason um what we gotta we got a light agenda for the show i know
1: (laughs) that's because literally the whole community is like waiting
0: waiting hey and that's gonna be the first thing i talk about is waiting we're still waiting um for the decision from Lee summit r7 which of those options that they are going to choose it's another week jason until that that deadline to see what what plan of those four options Will be the one that we have as we enter into the fall semester. So we're still waiting. We're going to see. By the
1: time we record again, you and I, I mean, you get to record all the time, but by the time you and I record again, there's going to be a decision and it's going to be there. And we, you know, this is true. We're going to talk about it.
0: We will. We will be right there, Jason. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you and I are going to flip that switch as soon as that announcement comes and we'll be talking about it and, and asking some questions. So hopefully we'll have some, some answers pretty soon and some explanations from some of those, some of those people who make those decisions. Um, the only other announcement really about schools is uh, the Missouri state high school activities association announced that all of the schools in Missouri are allowed now to have an alternate season. So if they choose to postpone sports, say football, you can have a spring, yeah. so. I mean honestly
1: when you said delay sports everyone said football football I mean except <laughs> for the people who play volleyball and soccer and the and other cross things country there, and, and cross all country of country those
0: you know look uh, as a former former sports writer and uh, uh, someone who tried to tried to cover all of the high school sports in this town on his on, on his own fall is actually the biggest uh hall of sports there are more teams and activities in the fall than in the the other two seasons throughout the year so anyway the state says they can have uh they can have an alternate spring season if they so choose so it'll be interesting to see if if uh if some of these some of these schools take advantage of that and and how it's going to work out you know how the competition and schedules will work and what apparently they will still have championships so we'll we'll see how that works out as as the school year goes on hey i've got some big news for myself. Yeah,
1: this is like, this is like the, Nick sets, uh, the Nick selfish news portion of the show.
0: Yeah, here we go. The, the next two things are me being selfish. One, as chair of the Lee Arts Council, I get two new members coming up. They were just appointed by the mayor. They're going to take the place of one Bob Jones, who we like to call the late mayor not former mayor the late mayor bob jones and gary fruits both have served a long time on the arts council they've served on so many things throughout the community uh, those those two will be they get up. some good they get some good on cuz they
1: just They get done some a ton.
0: good onions for gary and a good on you for for bob thanks for for what you guys have done for the arts council and i know that you will still serve the community in different capacities so we, we will see you guys around jazz rucker and Kemp strickler will be joining the arts council so welcome aboard guys we'll see you at the september meeting
1: and i'm gonna say this in advance i apologize for your chair's behavior and just in advance in advance i'm yes. sorry guys for your chair
0: that is both true and
1: warranted all right, so there's other news, but this one really is selfish for both of us. Well, because that's true. We have made this conversation before, and I don't know if the, the listeners have picked up on it, but you and I, we enjoy a beer every now and again.
0: We do, and there's going to be another microbrew coming to Lee Summit. This one, the Goat Brewing. It's another brewer coming out of the ZZ Hops Club. For those of you homebrewers who know the club, that's where it's coming from. And it will be uh, located on North 291, where the Fig Tree restaurant used to be. There, Jason, there's been a whole facelift for that strip center over there on, on 291. Right. So, I And think
1: uh, there was formerly a Formula gas station, and several years ago, they tore that down, and they built themselves a bank right there on that same spot. So that whole little section of 291 has really gotten itself an improvement, which I think is something, actually, if you pay attention to that going through there, Um the I think the one this was like one of the last things that I saw on Planning Commission when they this uh application or some something related to this came through. Because of the way two ninety-one developed, um they had, you know, because like Rice Road used to be the highway. I mean that was like the thing, right? It was like the highway. It was the frontage and so these this these strips were literally on the highway and now they're all on frontage roads or off of the side, and you have to take these extra roads to get there, and and there was a number of years where they didn't really get the investment and the refreshment that they needed, and so you've seen a number of these uh, strip centers along 291 get rehab, rehab, so the, they're at Chipman and uh, 291 at the south west corner that whole malt thing got it done uh they're at langsford in 291 on the west side they got redone the, of course the hyvee did a whole big reface um and now this this chipman commons or chipman center i don't remember what the name of it is anyway so they got a whole big redone it's really actually kind of dramatic looking at it um, but going into that spot now is a a new brew micro brew and pub so it'll be, um, we're kind of excited. And this one's pretty close to my house. So I'm a big fan.
0: Even better, even better. Well, this will be five now in Lee Summit. So for those that follow the, the craft beer scene, um, Lee Summit continues to play a pretty big role in the in hey, if you,
1: area. If you follow the local craft beer scene, is there a podcast you could listen to to talk about? There is food? another. I,
0: I, hey, this hey. is a your podcast. We can
1: do a little cross promote.
0: Hey, check out the Beers with Nigel podcast. There you go. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate
1: You're welcome. It. I will take my money in advance
0: hey i want to do another follow-up story uh jason we had dr david buck the new superintendent for our seven schools on a few weeks ago and one thing that he mentioned was the possibility of of some some aerospace programming coming through summit tech center and guess what it's happening there was a presentation on tuesday at the lee summit city council meeting jason this is pretty cool so he told us he's like, he said you know these these courses are going to cover all aspects of the aviation industry. Well, here you go. We're going to have aerospace engineering, avionics, professional pilot, aviation maintenance, drone piloting, aviation management, and even military aviation. So, if you uh, have a student in your in your house who has any interest in in aviation and aerospace. Might want to go look at Summit Tech Academy and some of the stuff that they're they're offering there. This is going to be a pretty cool thing. You can you can check out that presentation uh, if you go to the city's website for, and the city council section. You can you can pull up the agenda and the presentation right. that. And it was an
1: interesting. So this is very much a what we call a workforce a workforce program, right? They they are attempting to respond to a need that is coming, and it's something they said like something like 177 or 200 thousand jobs that are becoming in the near future needs in these fields. So there's a huge need for this coming through. And and some of this would probably require a college degree to go on beyond, but a lot of this is just technical training that once you have it, you can, you know, continue to certify and grow, but you can come right out of high school into very nice paying jobs, no debt, all the good stuff, right. That goes along with that. And one of the things
0: Dr. Buck also mentioned was that, that here in Kansas city, we already have, so much of this expertise and so many things are right here already. The mm-hmm. problem is that workforce that has them—they're all getting older and they're all hitting the retirement age. So right now is really a time to to start training that next generation for this. Absolutely. But so these are, they- these, these are these are jobs that will be in need as they finish up that training.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. All right, so uh, the other, there's a couple other things that were on the city council agenda tonight. Um, nothing, I think, earth-shattering. Uh, the first one of which is the, the return of the tax increment financing plan for the redevelopment of the 291 North and 50 Highway area. Um, we talked about this a couple of months ago, Nick, it was the, uh, the highway cent-
0: patrol has moved off right. centering
1: around the highway patrol. well, they haven't moved yet, but they're going to so, uh, center around their move, redeveloping that area, moving the quick trip um and some of the other pieces that are that go in there, including the potential for a new wendy's um, just on the north end of that process so there's a there's a bunch of stuff in that, you know, look. I'm the only person I know that doesn't like work in this industry that like actually looks through TIF financing documents on a regular (laughs) basis. That's actually why
0: I put it on the, on the list was just for you, Jason.
1: Right. Just for me. So uh, that's the big uh, short version here is this is the next step in that process. You know, not nothing to see here, but no, nothing breaking, nothing, no real major changes or anything of that nature It's just this, this development, this, this process that they're trying to do that the city wants to encourage. The redevelopment of that in anticipation and probably in parallel with the reconstruction of that entire interchange, uh, it's all coming. Well, and and, I think that's and the nugget there
0: along. is that even if you don't care about the, the redevelopment part of it and, and that doesn't excite you to think about that economic development side of and it. And what's wrong with you people if it doesn't? Here's the thing that you shouldn't care about. That interchange is going to be cleaner and easier for you to drive right And i don't and think we're traffic. gonna get
1: i don't think we're gonna get quite the level of complication of the diverge about i don't I, we are
0: we're not gonna get another diverge about
1: but we're gonna get i think as a whole <coughs> pardon me uh as a whole i think we're gonna see a improved traffic uh, an improvement flow. traffic flow and <laughs> and as a person who drives through that semi-regularly the debate between kind of trying to dodge around it and not take the exit or take the exit is something that i will enjoy not having to have anymore
0: there we go. Hey, and, and, and another big thing uh, that was on the agenda on Tuesday night was a, a presentation talking about the, the CARES Act funds that flow from the state to, uh, to the county and then it's dispersed. So the city is going to be getting some of that money. And, and here's just a few of the things, Jason, that are going to be going to be covered on that. Uh, a, a large chunk of it is for upgrading medical and PPE equipment for our first responders. Um, I think you've heard if you've paid attention. You hear every city council meeting a little report that talks about their, uh, their stockpile of PPE equipment and and where they're at and how much longer they think they can, they can use it. Um, There's going to be $3.4 million for public health, 3.5 million for some various city things. Um, Jason, six hundred fifty-six thousand. I'm gonna have you get some details here, but six hundred fifty-six thousand for payroll expenses. That's extra maintenance and sanitation, IT staff. Basically, a lot of hey, everybody's working weird hours and from remote locations right now. Right, how do we so, deal with that? So, how do we deal with it? Uh, I think the other, the, the big thing, and this is probably where people are going to to, to really want to pay attention is there's five hundred sixty thousand dollars for what they call economic support, and a lot of this, Jason, is is making grants available for Families, nonprofits, and even small businesses who have been affected by the pandemic—whether whether it was during the lockdown and the closures, or capacity restrictions, or or maybe you've lost your job and and, and you're, you're you're facing eviction from your home—all of these. Th- things right, right, or if they're going to have some grants available that, that, that people right. can apply for, or stuff. if
1: you're you're a nonprofit that serves people who you know because you serve people who are in need, you know, for instance, keep man off the air, uh, is uh, you know, but I mean, serve people who are in need, and you have had an uptick in the the number of people who might be uh, in need recently, and and may also be right along the line with the downtick in the amount of money you've had in to help those community programs. We have some good ones here in, you know, in the city who will maybe be able to, to continue to serve or meet the need that is in place right now. So those are things out there. And then, yeah, help those businesses that, you know, I mean, we all know a lot of who those businesses are. Um, a lot of restaurants struggled. Some of the retail places really struggled because they had to be closed for a month. And it's, it's been a challenge. So hopefully some help going around there um, to, to see what that is.
0: And I have one last update, and then I'm gonna rattle off some questions. I have some questions for you. Uh, the last update is that, Jason, we've talked on and off about the, the LS Ignite uh, comp- Comprehensive Plan Update process that's been going on, and, and it has continued even, even through our stay-at-home orders, through all of these different restrictions. Um, so we didn't see a lot of the usual public participation events that happen with this kind of uh, project. They happened a little differently, um, than you usually see in communities, but that plan update is finally going to be revealed and presented to the city on September 1st. So it'll be nice to see what they've come up with uh, as a suggestion for how, how we look at the future development of, of our city.
1: Absolutely. And there, there is, uh, you know, I mean, there's still, I think there's still some opportunity to uh, to actually... Uh, give some input. If you go to the city's website, there, there has been some very recently, and there may still be some survey opportunities to, uh, to give some last input before the final stuff starts to come out and, and the, the real goals and tasks put forth uh, for the city council to adopt and, and move forward. So it's a pretty exciting, it's a pretty exciting plan and uh, or process and it's been different, right? I mean, we we talked a lot about this at the beginning. We had uh, city manager Steve Arbo on talking about how we they're condensing this. It's a little bit more city council focused. But even after that initial phase, we had some citizen commu- you know, some citizen committees, and then the world ended, and we've had to go virtual for those and go through that process. So it's been interesting, and they've done, I think, yeoman's work, right, in trying to make sure that 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 input in that process is still ongoing, even though we've changed the medium in which we're communicating and the process, the ways where we used to do things in the past, both COVID and non COVID related. Um, and, and that's, you know, I mean, I think we can say fairly certain that there's been a lot of input given into this plan. And so hopefully it will reflect that and be a good one for the community.
0: And, and while this doesn't, you know, comprehensive plan update, it's not, it's not a, it's not a sexy thing, right? So I don't know that it, it, it people that aren't like us, right? It doesn't grab the attention, but it is a good thing that you can look at to see really where city, city leaders and the development community, kind of where they see the next opportunities for, for growth and where kind of the direction that things are gonna go as our city continues to develop. So it, it really is a, it, it's, it's a good map. It's a good thing for people to, to pay attention to and to take a look at. Jason, as we wrap up, I got a couple questions for you. you know, I, we, is this sh- like a quiz
1: or just like you just It's, quiz show,
0: it's quiz show time.
1: Oh, goody. Cause that always, I feel my fear failure is now completely engaged. And and that's I how I like to keep you in fear.
0: You know, we, we started off with kind of a joke about how we're always, it's, it's always a kind of light news because there's only one big news thing going on. We're always talking about whatever in relation to the pandemic, right? That, that needs all discussions and all decisions. But as we're now getting close to fall we're going to hit that backstretch of, of 2020 and and hopefully we will eventually see a return to some normal processes and things. What are some, what are some news items maybe that you you look forward to seeing either come to fruition or even maybe just come back to the forefront of, of community conversation as we get, go through this backstretch uh, of the year. Are there some things you're looking forward to maybe news that have, has dropped
1: I mean, to be honest, I'd like to get past November um, as a first step. <laughs> oh, so um, say we all. That's going to dominate a lot of conversation, just none of it on this particular podcast. Um, but that, that's one thing. I mean, I think that that impact is going to be far-reaching, regardless of the result. I think that impact is going to be far-reaching, but very, very locally. And since we are a, as Nick likes to say, hyper-local podcast, uh, I think that, you know, you and I are the most interested in what's going on with the, the The farmers market downtown uh, performance space, Green Street revival thing that's going that the mayor has has put forth a plan for, or at least some vision for, and 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 working toward there. I'd really like to see where that goes. If we actually start to get even more concrete progress, right? Do we have a developer? Like, is there a developer who wants to step up? Um, is there, you know, when are we going to turn some dirt and build some stuff on those pieces of land and, and how that, it will be very instructive. I will say it this way, because I think this will be an interesting test for the mayor. He is, he has put his capital on the line. He has set that out there, but by and large, he's kind of gotten his way about most things since he's been on, uh, and sitting in the middle of the dais. And, and there's a lot of give to be given here. Um, the, the needs of the, the developer are going to be very high on the priority list, right? There's going to be some further community input. Uh, he's going to go around to the, a lot of constituencies in the community, and they're going to have their say about where the focuses need to be. There's, you know, in the end, he has to maintain accountability to the taxpayer um, for the public piece that, that the public voted on as it went through that, right? So all of those things are there. And and so the vision as it comes out, like what we actually get is going to look substantially different than what the mayor put on the paper today. And not only how the mayor manages that from his own internal expectations, which he hasn't told me so i don't know what they specifically are but that's gonna how he manages those changes as well as how he manages the public perception of those changes is going to be something that's going to be a real interest to me and more than anything else i hope it starts to happen quickly because take go back to the very beginning i'm tired of waiting i want this <laughs> thing done i want this thing done like four years ago but i mean like now that we're, we're getting we've, there's money in place there's land in place like we're getting to the point where there's going to start to be stuff happening, next steps going on. And I want those next steps and I want them now.
0: Well, I have two comments on that one. One, um, the, the first one is I think the the interesting thing really to watch is going to be uh, the development partner, how that, how that comes on into play and who that is because I think we're really going to have to see too is, you know, what's the, what is their taste for risk and what do they think, what do they think can actually be accomplished? Because I, I think Jason, we don't have, a good foothold yet on what this pandemic time is going to do to the economy and what's going to be feasible development wise. So it'll be interesting to watch that and to see when a developer comes on board, a development partner comes on board, and they start tweaking that plan and, and and they and we look at well what are they willing to do as far as you know their skin in the game part, right? what are they willing uh-huh. to risk capital wise um, to get this project done and then also when they look at it because they 're going to look at at bringing in part development partners too, right so when they look at that plan, what do they think is actually going to be feasible you know well they look at it and say, yeah, we can build we can bring in a a hotel partner and build a hotel yes we can we can add another." you know, one or 200 rooms, uh, or not rooms, but apartments, um, in that area. Or yes, we think we could, we think that there's a market for X thousand square feet of retail to go. Or through. more, pro-
1: more, 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 probably more accurately. What happens when they say that we don't think we can do one of those things?
0: Right. And I think that's going to be the interesting thing to, thing to watch. And, and, and it, you know, I don't know if concerning is, is, is the right word. It's just going to be... Uh, it's, no, it's, I think
1: this, it's, is, this is the normal development of anything that goes on is you start a project, you have an idea, and then the rubber meets the road and the conditions change. And, and this is, to be fair, a tsunami of change right, mm-hmm. the, just right. the shutdown well, and the habit change and then the economic and I think that's the aftermath. part that
0: makes it, that makes it different i mean we've seen we've seen economic ups and downs in the past but i think that, you know this is just a this is a turn events that nobody's experienced before so it'll be interesting to watch but i say all of that and i will offer this but i am super excited about it these are you know jason you, you said it before this is a project that, that we personally have have been excited about and looking forward to for several years so i hope i hope it gets moving and that's something that we can talk about in, in the rest of the year. Jason, I really thought you were going to tell me that you're excited about, still excited about the possibility of a Whataburger.
1: You know, look, you know me better than that. First of all, I'm a little <laughs> offended that you thought I would be excited about a burger joint coming to Lee Summit. Uh, I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset by this. Um, and, and, you know, likely we got, we got sold this Billy goods early. And probably, you know, Whataburger will come to town, but at Metro. But they're not coming here first. This is like, I'm pessimistic, and I'm just going to say that out front, that somebody's trying to sell us something sweet, and we're not going to get it, or at least not right away. We may get a Whataburger, but we're not going to get the first one. Um, I no, actually, the one I'm interested in is um, the development that's coming, and a little slower than I anticipated, so maybe this is COVID-related as well, is that it's local dispensaries. There were a couple that were approved. Um, and we, they aren't open yet to my knowledge. I know the, the one near my over in my neck of the woods off of 291 is not open as of yet. Um, and, and I don't know if there's administrative timing or just the build out or whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, that's a thing that's, that's, that's coming. And, and while I don't think that medical marijuana on its own is going to have any kind of seismic impact on our local economy or the way that this city operates it'll be interested to see i'll be interested to see you know how it maybe shifts at the margins what little changes may come about and and whether perhaps you know local opinion on that subject adjusts in one direction or the other yeah as i think, a result I think of the that's the, that's the possible
0: impact that's worth watching right there is is to are, you know the the more of social changes uh that happen in the communal thinking right uh, and i don't a, and around the community at, i haven't
1: and, seen any polling recently anyway on you know i mean the next step is recreational use um being legalized or available i haven't seen any polling on the local uh, community and what they think of that and how that would shift um it may be something that that shifts either direction who knows i don't even know what the answer would be
0: all right, you got a wild card for me? Something we haven't thought about? Wow. Well, I just think, I mean,
1: I think we have not seen the la- I mean, the, the COVID fall, fallout, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, I've now used what nuclear nuclear war and tsunamis as uh, (laughs) as metaphors for COVID. So really it's great guys. It's fantastic. Um, I mean, so I think, I think that we don't know what those fallouts will be. First of all, nobody knows how long this is going to last. And I, I would say that in comparison to our sister nations and areas throughout the world, we've done a poor job of maintaining, control of the virus and dealing with it and mitigating it and how fast we can get to a point where it is under control and mitigated and we can return to quote normal activities or resume a lot of things like you know regular in-person schooling school sports right professional sports with fans in the stands going to movies like and feel comfortable with that and being able to sit next to other people in a movie theater right these are things that we can't do right now but the long-term economic and social impact of those locally, let alone globally, but locally, is, is something I think that I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, things could, and the human, I think the human condition is to try to get back to like, I want to go back to the way things
0: were. We want to go, go to what we know.
1: I mean, as a whole, if you, could conv- if, if you could tell me that like the vast majority of restaurants will do curbside pickup now um, in a way they didn't before, you know, to me, that's a positive change. <laughs> I like it. But I mean, but as a whole, you know, does that mean people are going to go and sit in a restaurant less often? So our restaurant's going to be less full, but doing more of that. And is that really a thing that's going to affect the way things are staffed and organized is a really, is a really interesting question that I don't think we know the answer to yet. Um, and we were, we're a ways from, from getting those answers, but I think seeing how that comes what does the 2021-2022 budget look like? You and I have talked about, and we even mentioned it earlier, what's the impact on our local nonprofits? You know, the do-goods, right, in this, com- in this community, what do those do? And it's, a, it's an open question and, and one that I'm interested and hopeful that we'll find good answers to.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I kind of, I was just curious. Uh, that was a little bit of you and I talk about a lot of different things off air. And I was, I was, I was curious a little of what you were looking forward to. And, and as I try to make some notes too, as to, as to some other news topics that we might, we might check in on Why we're all, you know, so hyper-focused on, on the, the one news topic that dominates everything. And just to remind absolutely,
1: And just a weird, here's a weird one for you. Um, I am uh, lactose intolerant. So there I can eat, non-cow cheeses and other things there's a type of cheese that we used to get a lot of in our house we literally can't find it right now because it's from italy
0: and, <laughs> and, and it the, cannot be imported
1: And cannot be currently cannot be i don't know if they just stopped making it or if there's some sort of process or what i don't no idea i've never not researched at all but like i can literally not find pecorino romano in, wow. in like solid form anywhere It is the most it's like one of these weird little COVID things that has affected my life and nobody else's um as we go forward
0: one last reminder as as we sign off here that uh the the deadline for the school decision is set for one week from yesterday so that'll be tuesday the 25th and as soon as, as the district is ready to make its announcement we will pass it on to the summit and jason and i you we will be ready to, to flip the switch and come on and and talk about what that what those decisions are pass that information and hopefully we'll have uh we'll have a couple people who can come on as guests as well and and help help really explain what they are what's gonna happen it, it might be
1: a couple of it might be a two beer podcast is what we're saying <laughs> as we go through this
0: <laughs> all right well that will wrap us up for this week we'll talk to everybody next time